There are currently around 3.9 billion females living on planet Earth. With that in mind, it's hard to imagine if that number was just one. What would it be like to be the first woman and mother to ever live on this Earth? Well, she definitely wasn't perfect, but she was given a great promise. Let's find out all about her today. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. Wherever you find yourself today, multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone, I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to Jesus. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. So glad to have you back with me today to talk about, if you haven't guessed it already, that's right, Eve, the first woman to ever live and mother to us all. Being the first woman to ever live is no small role. The first wife, the first mother, and even more than this, for a short time, the only perfect woman to ever walk the earth. What would that even look like to be a perfect woman where you have no sin or shame, no insecurities with your body? No heartbreaks or bitterness, no sickness or pandemic, no jealousy in your relationships, no death or disasters in the world. You and I can't even fathom that. We have never lived in a perfect world without sin or without problems. I'd say that Adam and Eve had it pretty good, literally getting to walk and talk with God every day, enough so that they must have clearly understood the directions that he had given them, that all the animals and all the plants were theirs. Except in Genesis 2.16, where Jesus clearly warns them not to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. This shows us that from the start, God gave us freedom to make choices. And they had many good choices to choose from with all the fruitful plants and trees that God had given them. So I always wonder, why did they feel the need to explore the bad tree, as I'm going to call it, in the first place with all the other choices that they had been given? but instead choosing the one place God clearly told them was off limits. It's easy to point a finger here and say, just stay away from the tree, Eve. But look at what Satan does here. He is crafty. We should know that because he uses the same tricks on us today. He questioned Eve's contentment. He tricked her. In Genesis 3, 5, he asked her questions like this. Don't you want to try this fruit? It looks so good. Why would God not want you to have it? Don't you want to be more like God? That's what will happen, Eve, if you try this. We see Eve go from being completely content with all that God had given her and Adam to wanting the one thing that he had withheld from her, and that was for her own good, right? This is true with all temptations. Something appeals to us or seems like it would make our lives better, so the devil tempts us just to try it, promising us a better life. For you and I, it could be money, social influence, relationships. We always want the things that we don't have, right? I know that I struggle with that, and you probably do as well. Think about your kids with their toys. They just had Christmas, right? And they got more than they could ever need. But if you took them to Target today and walked past the toy aisle, they would still find something that they just had to have. But you and I are the same. It's not toys with us, of course, but it's real life. Or sometimes it's even just perceived life through social media. There will always be someone on Instagram with the perfect family, the perfect pregnancy, the perfect body, the perfect husband, the perfect outfit, or whatever appeals to you that you feel like you don't have. So the next time you're dwelling on the things that you don't have, think about all the things that you do have that God has given you already. 
This was the craftiness of Satan, though, that he made Eve and he makes us feel like there's something missing. And this led to her making a bad choice. Remember, she had full access to God. She could walk and talk with him. She could have gone right up to him and asked about these false claims of you'll be like God that the devil was feeding her, to ask for his help, to be reassured that she must trust and obey what he had told her from the beginning. Going to God in temptation helps us to stay focused. Ultimately, the choice is always ours. But if we involve God in making these choices, sin doesn't win. Adrian Rogers said it like this. When Adam and Eve began to obey Satan, they yielded themselves to Satan. And Romans 6 tells us that when you yield yourself to someone, you become their slave. When Eve became a slave to her own sin, we read in Genesis 3, 6 that she quickly shared the fruit with Adam as well. Sin started out like a disease, and it's still a disease today. It spreads quickly, affecting everyone around you. You don't want to spread it to your family that you love, do you? I know that I don't. And I'm sure that Eve didn't either, and that she would have taken it all back for the punishment that comes next. Even though her decision broke God's heart, her and Adam's sin still had to be punished. God being the loving and merciful God that he is, though, he clothed them first, and then he sent them out of the garden, suddenly giving them a timeline of life and death that didn't exist before, And Eve was specifically told that she would have a ton of pain giving birth to children. Thanks a lot, Eve, right? (laughs) But God's judgment, it was not without hope. Eve's bad choices still came with a promise. In Genesis 3.16, Eve's curse of a painful labor was also a promise. It was a promise that she would get to be the first mother to ever have a baby. Yes, Eve would have to experience the pain in childbirth with no doctors or medicine, I might add. And she would have to experience heartache in watching her son Abel be killed by Cain. But she also got to be the first woman to ever experience the miracle of a baby growing inside of her, stretching her belly and feeling the kicks inside of her. And keep in mind, there were no books, no Google searches, and no other women to talk to about what to expect when having a baby. That would have been crazy. You and I can relate to Eve on the whole painful labor thing, but we can also relate to her in the joy that comes when you get to hold that sweet baby on your chest, a reminder of all of God's promises and his faithfulness to you. So there are many things that we can learn from Eve today, but I want to leave you with these two things. First, remember, even though Eve was far from perfect, God still used her. If he can take Eve's mistakes and redeem them with a promise, then he can for sure take my mistakes and your mistakes and use what Satan means for evil and turn them for good to ultimately bring him all the glory. 1 Corinthians 2.9 promises that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. And secondly, This is a promise that you don't need to keep to yourself. Adam and Eve is such a relatable story to share with your kids about choices and consequences that come from sin. It's always my go-to story when I have to discipline my boys. I still remember the first time I used the story for this purpose. Jake was three, and I told him that he couldn't have the juice box that he was begging for. And then when I was laying his brother down for a nap, I hear the garbage can shut 
and his little footsteps moving quickly away. (laughs) I went downstairs. I already knew what had happened, of course. He had made a bad choice. He had done exactly what I told him not to do. So I shared this story of Adam and Eve with him as he received his consequence, but also to tell him how, even though he made a bad choice, that God still loved him and that I still loved him, and God always has a plan and a purpose for our lives. This is huge for your kids to realize. So find a way to share this promise, this story of Adam and Eve with your kids this week. I hope these two takeaways have been helpful. And I thank you so much for joining me today. Please be sure to go follow us on Instagram at Faithful31Moms for updates on new episodes of other Moms from the Bible podcasts that will be coming up. And if this podcast has encouraged you today, I want to ask you a favor. Please subscribe to this podcast or leave me a review and then share this episode with a friend. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope that you have a blessed day.